Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. I just, um, for me, uh, first of all I want to thank the elders that they never gave me a topic <laughs> because I'm not very good, I'm not a teacher. So I'm not someone who will just take something and expound. I think for me, it always has to come out of what God's doing in my life. And I can share from that place. And so my two passions in life, if anyone who knows me, is intimacy with God and identity. And I think the greatest privilege we have, and every one of us, whether you know it or not, you have a longing in your spirit to be fascinated you just look at the world today. They want to be fascinated by something. They have all these heroes, these um, musicians that become their heroes, or, or film stars. Um, we have this longing to be fascinated. But so often we find our fascination in the wrong place. And yet Jesus is so incredibly beautiful that he can hold your fascination for eternity for eternity. And so tonight, all I want to do is I just want to bring one little aspect of the Father's heart towards you tonight. Um, Like Wally said this morning, sometimes words are frail, never really enough. And especially when you're talking about who God is um, and trying to reveal something of the heart that he has towards you, I think words sometimes aren't sufficient. But I trust and I know the Holy Spirit is going to take every word and he's going to make it so personal to you tonight because he loves doing that. He loves doing that. So I just want to put up the first slide. Um, whoopsie. And I'm going to just start off with Psalm 139 where it says, How precious, rare, and beautiful to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. And I just bought a bucket of sand tonight. Look how little there is there. But could you, do you think you could count the grains in this? We wouldn't. It would take us ages. But this is how God, his thoughts towards you are constant. Constant just constant. And I'm going to expound tonight just a little bit on some of the thoughts that God has towards you. Um, Do you know that even before you were born, you got a book? Before your substance was even formed and your body was formed, you were conceived in the heart of God and got so excited. And he said, okay, I'm going to give her this color hair and I'm going to give him this color eyes and I'm going to give him this kind of personality. And he put you together. He was so excited and says, and he wrote the thoughts in his book about what he wanted to do. And he thought about your life journey and he thought about your life story. And I love that. And I, one day I was just sitting and having a quiet time. And I said, God, what have you thought about us? What have you thought about me? And one of the things he said to me is he has thought about how he's going to relate to me. God thinks about how he's going to relate to you. He knows how you think. In Psalm 139, verse 1, it says, I'm an open book to you. 
you know my thoughts from afar off. And I love that. I love that about God. So he's thought about how he's going to relate to you. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm quite a, I like to understand how things work. Um, and so I love the fact the way God just relates to me. And he shows me and he gives me understanding the workings behind things. Because I, I don't want to just see the surface. I want to understand his ways. I want to understand. I love helping people. And when I'm helping people, I love to understand what's going on inside of their heart that I can extend the heart of the Father towards them. So God understood. He understands how I think. And he understands how you think. And he wants to relate to you in that way. He wants to show his love to you in very, very tangible ways. Very tangible. And he's thought about the way he wants to show his love to you. Do you know what? It's going to be different for every one of us. That's so personal. That's so profound. Now, you might find this might be silly to some of you, but I know that this is the way God reveals his love to me in such an incredible personal way. And that is, I don't like flying. I really don't. I don't enjoy it. I remember when we ten-year-old, I was as a ten-year-old, we flew to Mauritius, and um, I went to the bathroom and locked the door. And while we were there, we hit all these turbulence, and I was being thrown all around in the in the bathroom. And from that day, something inside of me, I don't want to travel. Yet I have such a love for travel, and I enjoy it. And um, whenever I get on a plane, I, I used to get so nervous. My palms used to sweat. And I'd say, please, Jesus, don't let me die. This is unnatural, really. Flying in a plane is very unnatural. But God, Jesus, just, yeah, um, just help me, give me peace. And, um, and it was in the beginning. And then I just began to say, God, I know you want to reveal your love to me in a very tangible way. Would you give me smooth flights? I really am asking you for smooth flights. And do you know what? He's done that for me. I think of all the times that I've traveled, about 95 to 97% of the time, God gives us smooth flights. Thank you, Jesus. Very personal. But that's the way God has thought about how he's going to love you. And he wants to reveal that love in a very, very personal and profound way. Um, I love it. I, I don't know. What I wanted to do... Oh, you know what I forgot? <laughs> do you all have cell phones? Who has cell phones? You can take your cell phones up. You can take a selfie? No. <laughs> no, I want you to take notes. I want you to interact with the Father tonight. And I want you to just, for a moment, who hasn't got a piece of paper or pen? If you want to just put up your hand. Now, I said that's why the cell phone, that's what I can do. Uh, okay. If you've if you got a cell phone, just use your cell phone as notes. Sorry, I just got so excited there, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Um, my purpose tonight is to get you to connect with the Father. Okay, so I want you to stop for a moment, and I want you to think of one tangible way you experience the love of God or how God shows his love to you personally. If you can't write anything down, I want you to express a desire towards the Father of how you would like to know his personal love in a tangible way. I'm just going to give you one second to do that.
Let's not just express to him what you would, what you would like. Because God speaks to us in ways we understand. God is a God who wants us to know his thoughts. And I loved this morning, for me it was such fun, after Wally had shared on the righteousness of God, and I was ministering to a lady, and she said she just wants to know that she's got this robe of righteousness. So I started praying for her, and then, um, you know, and God was doing some, some stuff there. Then I said to her, do you know when this began? when these feelings began and she was able to recall when they started. And I said, what did you, lie did you believe about yourself? And then God showed her. And then we just, she broke agreement with those lies. And then I said, you know what? Let's trust the Father and ask the Father to show you how he feels about you. And she started crying and then she started laughing and she was grabbing her ear like this. And she's saying, I can hear. <laughs> yes, it's hot. I can hear. I can hear. And God spoke directly to her. And she said, I'm 50. And for the first time, I've heard God sound beautiful. And she was just sobbing and sobbing. And this is what God wants to do today. He wants to reveal his thoughts towards you. I don't believe we need to walk around trying to think, how does God feel about me? He wants to talk. He's wants to express his thoughts. He wants you to hear his thoughts because God is thoughtful. And I was just thinking about when someone's thoughtful towards you, what does that do to you? It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel valuable. I know, um, I just think of Wally, when he, just the way he used to be so thoughtful to me. The only program I ever watch on TV is Top Billing. That's my favorite program. And um, so what Wally would do every Thursday is he would buy me a treat. Um, I never knew what the treat was going to be. Um, and he'd buy me a drink, whether it was a ruby, grapefruit, or whatever. And he would, when I'd sit down, he'd come and he'd bring me this little tray. And he's thought of different snacks each week, different ones. And I thought, wow, that thoughtfulness just ministered so much to my spirit. And I want you to know that that's the same thing about God's thoughts towards you. It ministers deeply into your spirit that you know that you're loved, that you're valuable, um, that he cares about you, that you're known, that you're known, that you don't go unnoticed. Because some of us feel like we go unnoticed. But God says, and because of the, his constant thoughts towards us, you can know that you don't go unnoticed. Um, the other thing is God shows his love in specific ways to me, like beautiful spaces. He shows his goodness to me by just giving me treats of being able to be in beautiful spaces. And do you know how God speaks to you? For me, God speaks to me through mountains and through water. And then he speaks to me, and there's different seasons. He speaks to me sometimes. When I first got saved, it was through worship and prayer, but now I just sit with the word of God and I just meditate and I just do things over and over and then God just begins to speak. Do you know how God speaks to you personally? I want you to think about that and I want you to write down. Can you recognize God speaking to you? Do you know the specific ways he speaks to you? If you can just write that down. If not, express your heart and your desire towards him. I want this to be interactive. I want you to talk to the Father. 
God's thought about the dreams he's going to put in your heart. How's that? <laughs> I think that's so cool. You know, so often we think, oh, it's out there. It's out there. But you know what? God puts dreams in you because he's given thought to the dreams that he wants to fulfill in your life. So he puts them in you, and then he thinks of the ways on how he's going to fulfill it. And it's an exciting adventure for him and for us, you know. Um, And I want to encourage you, don't ever let your dreams die. So often, they just don't look the way you think they're going to look. And that's something I've learned. Sometimes I've let go of things, and then I've realized, actually, no, this is my dream, but it just looks different to the way I thought it would turn out. And so God has put dreams in you that he wants to fulfill. I want you to write just one dream down and say, God, show me how you want to fulfill this. God has thought about how he's going to fulfill your dreams. For me, it's traveling. I love traveling. And when I look back, wow. (laughs) It's been amazing at just how much I have traveled. I've been, we're only now accounting to about 30 nations. And yet when I was matric, by matric, I had not even moved out of a five-kilometer radius of our home because we didn't have a car. But God had put inside of me a dream, a dream he had put there, and he had really thought and had been giving thought to how he was going to fulfill it. God has put dreams. He gives thoughts to how he's going to fulfill the dreams that he has placed in your heart. Um, I love this one. It's uh, in, Colossians, in Romans 9, verse 22 to 23. It says that God saved us so that he could show his glory to us and his glory through us. So glory is just God's person, his nature. Um, his beauty, his, what, his magnificence. He's thought about how he's going to show that to you in a very, very personal way. And he's, he's thought about how he's going to show it through you, his nature through you. Now, I know we're all meant to display all the fruits of the Spirit, but I think sometimes when you look at a person you can see one thing of the character of Jesus and of the Father that just shines out of them. That just shines out of them. Now, when I look at Wally, I would sum Wally up in the word kindness. It's a characteristic that God thought about, how am I going to display myself through Wally? He's thought about how he's going to display himself through you because do you know what? He needs, how many people are there in the world? Six billion. He needs six billion people to express him. Because that's how magnificent he is. That's how magnificent he is. So he's full. Ah, he's going to reveal his beauty and his character through you. I know for me, it's gentleness. I feel like that's the expression that God wants, has shown through me. Um, for Laurel, I would, I would say joy. She's amazing. Even from a seven-day-old baby, I remember I took her to an intercession meeting. And now some moms will say, oh, it was wind, but I know it was not wind. <laughs> she looked up and she just smiled for a couple of minutes, just smiling. And, and then she laughed at such an early age. And she's gone through a lot, but something I've seen of her is joy. It's just joy exuberates through her. That's what God 
has thought about, before she was even born, how he was going to express himself through her. Do you know what that is for you? If you had to think of your life, maybe you can turn them to the person next to you and tell them what you, what is it that you see that shines out of them of God? God's given thought to it. Don't you think that's beautiful? I mean, to think out of seven billion people, God gives thought to how he's going to express himself through you. Um, I think God the Father has given thought to the kind of husband or wife he's chosen for you. Now sometimes, and this is where it gets tricky, sometimes when we don't know Jesus, we make wrong choices. Or, and we, so with the wrong choices, perhaps maybe it might not have been what God had planned, but I do know that God works it all, and he makes you the right people for each other. But God chooses the kind of person he's going to add to your life. He chooses the parents that he's given you. Even though they might not be the best parents, he has put within you something that's going to rise up and cause you to be great, even when you've had parents that have not been fully there for you and fully present there for you. He put in, inside of you, he thought about it, and he put inside of you that which you needed to be whole. I love that. I love that about it. He's thought every detail of your life. Um, for me, I know with Wally myself, I think he's chosen Wally for me because if you knew me, I was a person who could easily get discouraged and I was totally pessimistic. When I got saved, um, before I got saved, I used to sulk so much, I was sad. <laughs> I was, and when, we, um, when I got saved and um, got married to Wally, something of Wally's ability to persevere actually got imparted into me because God knew that that's the kind of person I needed um, was that person that would help me to push through into the things that God has. God chooses your partner. So listen and begin to hear his thoughts if you're not married. Don't begin, ask God, give me your thoughts as to the kind of person you want to bring into my life because um, he, knows, he knows best. Um, sometimes I think we need to realize God has chosen the kind of people, children <laughs> he gives us. I remember when my girls um, just growing up and I thought, oh, they're so strong wolves. How am I ever going to cope, you know? And, um, and yet God chose them for me because he was growing me. And that as much as he was growing them, he was actually growing me. And I love that. I love the fact that God thought about the kind of girls and children he would give me that would actually grow me. And I think I've learned so much from my girls. Uh, Laurel, she's amazing. I remember just as a child, I would get her to ask her to vacuum. So she'd get the vacuum cleaner and she's dancing and then she picks it up and she makes it a microphone and she's singing. And I would look at that and I think, oh my word, she's teaching me something of joy and enjoying every 
experience. I remember the day, and she, we were talking about it when she was down here. I remember the day that um, we were in the garden. She was about seven or eight, and it had been pouring with rain. And in our back garden, there was just a little kind of ditch, like so the water had collected, so much water collected. And as I came around the corner, she'd got a bucket of water, and she dipped, pulled it up, and she threw it at me when I came around the corner. And I was just about to get very upset and angry. And I felt God stop me and say, Shirley, learn to have fun. Learn to have fun. So I ran back inside and I went and got another bucket and we started having a water fight. And I tell you, she has taught me to enjoy the moments of life because I can be, I can tend to get it to be serious. God puts your children in your life because he develops things in you and he's given thought to that, you know. Um, he's given thought to the kinds of friends he wants to give you. And I love that too. He thinks about the kind of friends you need in your life that will help you into all that God has created for you. And I've had conversations with some of my friends and I say, come, let's fight for each other. Let's fight to see our destinies fulfilled in God. And he brings along the right kind of people that know how to listen. Um, I have very, very, very precious friends who know, who listen to me, accept me. And isn't that precious? you know, God gave thought to that, the kind of friends that I needed. And um, he knows the kind of friends you need, and he wants to add those people to your life. Um, There's so much I actually can go on and on, but the the one thing I just want to focus on and just to end off with is that God has given thought to your transformational process. God has given thought to how he's going to transform you to look like Jesus. Now, that's something we don't always, who wants to be transformed? Sometimes it's uncomfortable, um, it's, not, it's not pleasant, it can be painful, but God has given, the Father has given thought to how he's going to transform you, that you radiate Jesus that you radiate Jesus. And I remember when he began to just show me this, it was probably about, you've been here 17 years, so about 19 years ago. There was stuff that happened in the previous church where I experienced a lot of betrayal, criticism, just a whole lot of things that really, really were painful. They sent me over the edge. And I ended up in a deep depression. Now this is like, I'm talking 17, 18 years ago. And no one, no one really spoke about depression then. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what was happening to me. But the pain had sent me over the edge. And I just, and I walked around for years just feeling numb, um, just going through the motions, not wanting to wake up in the morning. And yet I had the most wonderful husband, wonderful children, beautiful home friends, and yet I just didn't want to wake up. And um, one day, it just got too much because I found that the girls would talk to me, and I couldn't even remember what they said to me two minutes ago. I used to have panic attacks when I used to be in the company of people because I couldn't talk more than 10, 15 minutes. (laughs) And I'd start panicking. I don't know what to say. My mind would go blank. 
And here I am, leader in the church, we're leading this church, which was in the first two, three years, um, going through this depression. And um, I thought, I got so stuck. I said, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You know, it shouldn't happen. It's wrong. It's, um, and so I was stuck for like about six, seven years in this until, um, and I think just as far as getting stuck and just seeing right and wrong and everything, I think God began to teach me that it's not so much about right and wrong in this life. I think God wants to take us back to the garden before Adam and Eve fell where it was about life and death. There was a tree of life. And he said, don't partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong. Every other tree is available to you. So often we get stuck because it's wrong. That person is wrong. And then we take this offense and it goes deep on the inside and it trips us up. But if we can just say, God, show me what brings life. Show me what brings life and I want to move towards that. I want to choose life. Um, and so that's, I was sitting in this place, I'd gone to the doctor, I'd got a prescription um, for, I don't even know what it was, but antidepressants, or I can't remember which one it was, and I had the prescription, and I went and I sat on my couch upstairs in my bedroom, and I just said, God, if you're real, would you come through for me? And then I asked him this question. I said, who do you want to be to me in this season? Who do you want to be to me in this season? So often we struggle, we strive, we try and come do things in our own strength. But I think when we see who the Father is and we see God, it changes us. And so just in that moment, I felt God saying, I want to be your Father. No, I know God is a father. God is a father. I love Jesus. Passionate about him. Walked with the Holy Spirit, but I never knew what it meant to have a father. And so here it was. God had given thought to my transformational process of how he was going to change me. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to reveal my father heart to him. And in that moment, when I was sitting on the couch, he said to me, Shirley, I want to be your father and I want you to know and this is before all the teachings were, had come out on being a son and a daughter he said I want you to know that you do not have to perform for me he says I love you just the way you are you do not have to do a single thing to work for my approval I love you because I've been in the ministry and all I felt like I needed to do was to prove I didn't want to die because I was scared to go to heaven because I didn't know if I was going to get any rewards and what would I say there was a lot of thinking that was so wrong because I'd never had a father that affirmed me I knew he loved me but he just didn't know he hadn't affirmed me and here the father was coming in he was saying I love you no matter you don't have to do another thing to prove yourself to me and then he began to show me what it means to be a daughter And that became my transformational process. And out of depression came a sense of identity, came the sense of knowing who I was. God thought about my transformational process. It was an ugly thing. It was a painful thing. Sometimes we want to run away. Sometimes we want to deny. Sometimes we want to accuse. Sometimes we want to blame. But none of those things, those things keep us stuck. 
But if we can just ask one question, Father, who do you want and what do you want to be to me? And ever since then, whenever I'm going through a hard time, all I ask is that question over and over again. And with that comes such a bigger view of who God is that it transforms me on the inside and I change. And I want us to just, I'm going to ask Jay to read this one scripture. It's in John. Um, how are we doing for time? Um, from verse 30. Hello. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But, but what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. So Jesus asks, who do people say that I am? And he gets four responses. But I think Jesus was more concerned about how they saw him. And Peter, when he says, so who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. You are the Christ. And immediately, immediately after that, it's a, Jesus responds, blessed are you, Simon, for this was revealed to you, not by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I love it. What, once Peter received a revelation of who Jesus was, immediately came the sense of putting in place his identity. And you are Peter. Yeah. Once he got the revelation of who the Father was and who Jesus was, straight after that was enforced his sense of identity. You are Peter. Did you know his name was Simon before? He was called Simon, but then God, Jesus said, you are Peter, and Peter means rock. God was calling something out of him. With his revelation of who Jesus was, it enforced his identity and revealed, and God called out of Peter who he was. Peter was the most unstable man, up and down, one of those extroverts that we kind of like, perhaps all over the place. But Jesus came, and after that revelation he had of Jesus being the Messiah and the Son of God, Jesus came and he said, I tell you, you are Peter. You are rock. You are the rock. Not the big, and, and I asked Willie what the difference was. Peter is small rock. The rock that he'll build his, his church on is Jesus. But what does a rock talk on? Stability. <laughs> solidness, steadfastness. From a revelation of who God was came a sense of identity. 
And I love that. So often we're searching for identity in so many different things, in the approval of man, in the applause of man, in all those kind of things. But if we would just say, Jesus, reveal who you are to me. Father, give me a revelation of who you are. You will find who you are. And then came immediately the mandate, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. There came his mission. Out of a revelation of seeing Jesus and who Jesus is came his sense of identity and his, his destiny. He knew and understood the plans that God has for him. And I just want to pray for you guys to, for you to know, because so often we, we are here, some people who just don't have a sense of who they, who they are or what they're called to. And yet it's a longing in our hearts. We all want to know that we have purpose. None of us want to wander around life feeling like our life has no meaning. But I want to encourage you to ask the question, God, who do you want to be to me? And in that moment of revelation will come your sense of identity and your sense of destiny. Now, how is this all going to happen? I think you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to, for me, this is the kind of picture... I think everyone can see from here. This is the kind of picture that I always have of the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit is your comforter and he comes alongside you. And I just see the Holy Spirit slipping his hand in our hand. And he says, come, let's walk together. And then what does he do? He just whispers into my ear, into your ear. And he tells you the thoughts of God. He tells you what God thinks about you. He tells you what God feels about you. And tonight, I just want to pray for those, sometimes we just need to wade deeper into the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is. And in Ezekiel 47, it talks about walking into deeper measures of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we start ankle deep, and then it says we can go knee deep. And then it says we can go waist deep swim and I just feel like God just wants to just fill us with a fresh with the Holy Spirit who's going to whisper in your ear the thoughts that God has for you he wants to reveal who he is so that he can give you a sense of identity and destiny and if you have if your heart is pumping and you want to know that you have a longing to know that I want you to come forward and we just want to pray for you um Jesus wants to reveal different aspects of who he is so that you can stand strong. Who do you want to be to me, Jesus? Who do you want to be to me, my Father? Um, if you want to know that, I want you to come forward and I want to pray for revelation tonight.